Don't call it a comeback. Actually, it's not a comeback. We're the ones coming back. Coming back to the Angel Cuesta from J.C. Newman. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. They call him Johnny Good News, the happy hour anchorman, and he's also known as Super Party Fun Time on Tinder. It's Fingers Malloy. Mr. Super Party Fun Time on Tinder. Find everything we do at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. This is the Angel Cuesta, the cigar of kings. This was the cigar, the official cigar of King Alfonso XIII. He ruled Spain from 1886 to 1931, as they, as they call it there in Spain, the good times. Allegedly. So we have smoked this cigar before. It comes from J.C. Newman. comes from El Relo, which, by the way, I learned in my interview with Drew Newman of J.C. Newman, which you'll hear in just a few minutes. I've been pronouncing it wrong all these years. I always refer to it El Reloj, R-E-L-O-J. The J is silent. It's El Relo. It's clock, which refers to the big clock tower there in Ybor City. This is an Ecuadorian Havana Rosado wrapper, and they don't tell you what the binder and the filler is. The pigtail cap, which is a nice, beautiful throwback. This is the Salamone, the Angel Cuesta, C-U-E-S-T-A, Salamone, which means it's a seven and a quarter by 57 Seven and one quarter inches long. <laughs> Always makes fingers below I laugh. And me as well. The ring gauge is a 57. That's the diameter of the cigar or how thick it is around. <laughs> a 64 ring gauge would be a full one inch around. But this is a perfecto. It starts off a little more bulbous and then tapers down ever so slightly. Did a straight cut on these. Although, as fingers will note, my straight cut went askew. Yeah, it did. I angled my straight cut. It, it can happen. I just, I, I went a little too fast, didn't make sure the, the, the cutter was even, and the next thing you know, I look like an amateur. You were very excited, but, you know, people are not going to judge you uh, based on your cut, Tony. They're going to judge you based on your character. Well, those days are over. <laughs> over and gone and dead, Fingers Malloy. You are a bygone era. Um, we smoked this cigar before. And what we found on the cigar, it's not that there was anything issue-matic or problematic with it. It was nice. It was nice. That's the best I could possibly do. It was nice. It was a nice cigar. At the price point, weren't sure it was in our humidor. But there are so many things from J.C. Newman that are in the humidor. Uh, The Black Diamond, the, the Diamond Crown series, the American is in my humidor as we speak. I wasn't so sure about this. And then... Uh, Corey uh, Johnston, who owns Blend Bar Cigar, where we record, blendbarcigar.com in Indianapolis and Pittsburgh and the woodlands outside of Houston, said you should try it again. Something changed. Now, sometimes it's just a matter of a cigar laying down, which means it has time to age. It has time for the tobaccos to come together. Sometimes when a cigar is just rolled, it's to what they call green. It just, the oils aren't right. Nothing is situated like good leftovers, in the Yiddish, it needs time to famish. Like chili. Right. Is chili better the second day? Absolutely. Is nearly everything better the second day? Chinese food? Clearly, and cold, and eaten over the kitchen sink. Wow. I am interested in your newsletter. When does it come out? comes out every Tuesday at 4.15. <laughs> so we're like, we should absolutely go back to it and, and, and see what it's like. 
It is a very pretty brown wrapper right here. It's a little bit darker, but not too dark. It is not modeled. It is very, very, like, modeled with the black within it. Very simple. There's a little bit of oil. And after that, not too descript fingers. No. Uh, and can you talk a little bit about the extra band down by the foot? It really, it's a, a nice presentation. Uh, it looks great in the box in the humidor. Uh you know, we just lit this, and right off the bat, for me, Tony, I'm getting, uh, you know, some decent amount of pepper, uh, as well as a little bit of chocolate and a little bit of cream. Well, I don't think you're you're necessarily wrong, Habano wrapper. I don't, I'm not surprised that you're you're getting a, a spice hit off off the bat. I just lit up. I've just gotten started, so I'm not 100 percent sure where I'm going to be with with the flavors of, of this cigar. Um, so far, I will tell you that I do not get the super big spice hit. I don't get the super big punch uh, at, at all. What I get is is just right now just easy. I'm getting much more tobacco than I'm getting any other uh, flavor. That that's where I'm at. So so this cigar is I don't know if I'd call it a re, it's not it's not a resurgence of J C Newman. They are surged, people. We're talking about 126 years of being in operation. Cigars that you you know left, right, up and down. Cigars that you have smoked and you're going to smoke uh, again for sure. Uh, one, they have one of the best price point cigars out there, the Brick House. Yes. Uh, the Brick House works all occasions. Great golf course cigar and everything else. The Mighty Mighty, um, which which is a bit bigger. Uh, the 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 Brick House Maduro. What they do for Oktoberfest. The Oktoberfest Brickhouse is has been for the last the couple Br- of years. Bricktober, right? Uh, do they call it Bricktober? I think so. Yeah. They, yeah, well, look at you. Look at you. Uh, has always been wonderful. Um, so far, so simple. I, 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 I would say that right now with the thing that I'm getting off of this, I get, I get the, um, I get the tobacco. It is soft. It is actually a, an extremely smooth, smooth piece. Being a perfecto, it starts off with a very, very tiny foot. You light the foot end, you cut the ca- you cut the cap, uh, and then you, it it burns up. So it's a little bit of a tough draw at the first before it gets to the bulbous part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always makes him laugh. And then it becomes a much easier draw, and a much easier smoke. So I'm not I'm not getting anything harsh. Maybe a little bit of wood, maybe a little bit of cedar at at at, at, at the first. But and I will I will also say this for me. A slightest bit of bitter right now. Okay. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It also could have to do with how, how I've cut it, how I'm drawing on it, and the intensity of the heat that's coming through. Now, we've talked about this on previous shows when you have a, a cigar like this uh, with its shape. There it always, is. always a straight cut on this for you? Uh, for, yeah, uh, uh, there is no way I'm V-cutting this. There, you might think that there's a possibility it has a little bit of a, tor- for people maybe beginning, a bit of a torpedo cap kind of look. It also has the pigtail on it, the, the classic homage to, to the original rolling days. No, this would be a straight cut for me. As shallow as I could do it and still get a full draw is where I would be. And then I would, if I needed to recut, I would go back to it. So we are smoking the Angel Cuesta from J.C. Newman. Of course, my conversation with J.C. Newman about uh, how they're growing, what they're doing there in Ybor City, um, the, the, the trends that, that he is seeing. What does it take to do four generations of this? That's all uh, coming up. The question, Fingers Malloy, going, we're now doing this for the second time. Is this in your humidor 
It's got an MSRP that is the manufacturer suggested retail price of $22. But you're going to find this between $22 and $32 at most tobacconists. I mean, we just lit this. My gut tells me if you, you put a gun to my head right now, I would say yes, because we're going to get well over two hours. Oh, without question. So this is now a question of value. Now we got to get into the conversation of flavor. We are going to smoke. We are going to share. We have got some excellent bourbon to get to as, as well. Don't forget Let's Go Barbecue and Let's Go Bourbon, available at Amazon.com. Those are our books with more to come. Let's Go BBQ and Let's Go Bourbon at Amazon.com and find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. J.C. Newman, the oldest family-owned cigar maker in America, and every year they remind you why. But what they continue to do, continue to push out, is absolutely remarkable. Eat, drink, smoke, Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy, of course. It is J.C. Newman, and Drew Newman joins me right now. You can find out everything at jcnewman.com. It is, without a doubt, known that cigars are a family business, and things do get passed down, and there are big family uh, connections here. But for generations, from the Brick House to, to El Reloge and, and everything you've got going in, in, in Tampa Bay and, and all around the world, how difficult has it been to be the fourth generation leader of a name so big? Well, thank you so much, Tony. I will say it's a privilege. It is a privilege to be able to continue our family's 128-year-old, four-generation family business and to be the ambassadors not only for our family, but for the cigar city of Tampa through El Relo, which has now become the last traditional cigar factory still operating in the United States. So when I pronounce it El Reloge, I'm pronouncing it wrong. Well, I, you know, I, I think you can pronounce it different ways. Um, we pronounce it El Relo, which means clock or watch in Spanish, which is the nickname of our historic cigar factory. And it's because of its iconic clock tower uh, that has really kept the time in the Ybor City Historic Cigar District a century ago before everyone had wrist watches and the smartphones. Well, if it's pronounced El Relo, I will pronounce it El Relo. The Diamond Crown, the Maximus, the Julius Caesar, Caesar the Black Diamond, and of course, Brickhouse, and Perla Del Mar, and, and El Baton, and, and, and the Angel Cuesta is, yeah. is another one that, that you do. We actually reviewed that on the show a few months ago, and I know that the, there, there's a new round of it that has come out. Is this, is this a little bit different? Do you feel that there's something about what you've done now with the Angel Cuesta, which was the cigar for the King of Spain? Is, it is. is there something better to this go-around than maybe the last one, something different? Well, Angel Cuesta, you're right, is, as you mentioned, is, was the cigar of King Alfonso Thirteenth of Spain 100 years ago. We brought it back last year. We re-released it as a handmade cigar here in our El Rolo Historic Cigar Factory in Tampa. And it's a beautiful cigar. It's, it's got a pigtail cap and an unfinished foot. And it's full of flavor with a beautiful, gorgeous uh, Havana seed wrapper on it. And it's full of flavor. And it's, uh, it, it's a cigar made for a king. And you should feel like royalty when you light it up. The feel of a cigar. 
Never, never mind, you know, people have, they like different Vitolas for how it feels in the hand and, 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 and mouthfeel. I don't like to go above a 56 in a, in a ring gauge. It just, it doesn't work for me, but I'm also extremely comfortable with a Lancero and some people find that too dainty. They, they're, they're not fond of that. In your working this, in the family's working this, have you found that some things are indeed more popular or smoke better some sizes than others? Well, I will say the most popular sizes today are without a doubt Toros and Robustos. And when we create new cigars now, we'll always blend and test them in the Toro shape. It's just a good standard to compare it to. But that's changed over time. Tony, as you know, cigars a century ago were almost all perfectos, and they were short and thin. They were four or five inches long at most, and, and 30 to, to, to 40 ring gauge. And so cigars over time, in our experience, have gotten so much larger and, and also are now much more flavorful. And it's something that we can actually see here in El Rolo because we have a, a, an incredible cigar vault in our basement that has thousands of cigars dating back uh, in our collection from 1906. And then we also have the oldest cigars in the world down there from 1857. So you can visually see the evolution of the cigar industry over the past 100 plus years. When you look at your cigars, right, and you see things that are made in, in Nicaragua, that things you do with, with the, the Arturo Fuente family and other places, you have a, you have a particular focus on American-made cigars. Now, the American is something that's in my humidor. It's a cigar that when new stations join, we try and, and, and send a gift. And it's one of the cigars that I, I usually send and say, Thank welcome you. to the Eat, Drink, Smoke family. Is, is there something, is it a pride factor in saying this is an all-American, all-American tobacco, all-American cigar? Or was it just an opportunity and that you have found to be enjoyable? Well, I think, Tony, what sets our family apart from the rest of the cigar industry, is we're not only the pretty much the, the oldest as a 128-year-old family business, but we're an American company. We were founded in the United States. We make cigars overseas, but we also have the last factory still rolling cigars in the United States. And so we're very proud of the American cigar tradition, which dates back to 1612 when the first commercial tobacco crop was planted in the Virginia colony. And so in our view, there's wonderful cigars that are handcrafted all around the world. And we all should appreciate them. And we do. We just don't want to forget the fact that there is a historic American cigar tradition as well. And it's something that we as as this four generation American family business are are really in the best position to highlight and keep alive and and share for with future generations. Talking to Drew Newman of J.C. Newman Cigars, J.C. Newman, N-E-W-M-A-N, jcnewman.com. The family aspect, which is much more than just about specifically the, the Newman family. And you see this with, with a fair amount of cigar manufacturers and in, in how they treat the people they, they work with, uh, the rollers, the people who are, are engaged in, in, in the blending for you guys, there's a park now. You basically opened a park. A cigar is it? Is it called Cigar Workers Park? Is that the official name of it? That's it. That's it. Four years ago, in celebration of our company's 125th anniversary, we were decided to restore El Rolo and turn it into the destination for cigar tourism. And 
We went from having zero visitors four years ago to 15,000 visitors just last year for tours or to see our cigar museum or attend an event or a cigar rolling class. It's just amazing how many people want to come into our factory, just like people go to wineries or breweries and distilleries. But one piece of feedback that people have given us is that they come and spend a few hours here and, and learn about cigars and our family in Ebor City, and they say, what's next? We want more. What else can we do? And so we, we wanted to expand beyond El Rolo, our historic factory, and, and reinvigorate our corner of the Ebor City Historic District. And so our, our next project, our new project, is just what we finished this week, which was Cigar Workers Park, a, a beautiful oasis across the street from El Rolo where you can go enjoy a fine cigar and, 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 uh, and, and relax. And it's, it, it's a beautiful park that we wanted to dedicate to the hundreds of thousands of people who've worked in Tampa's historic cigar industry since 1886. Tony, you and I get to enjoy amazing cigars, but very rarely do we get to thank the people who who work so hard to make these incredible cigars that we all get to enjoy. And, 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 it, and it's tough. It, it, it's, it's hard work. And so we wanted to do something to recognize and show our appreciation and thanks to these incredible uh, cigar workers for, for creating world-class cigars. More with Drew Newman of J.C. Newman coming up. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Fingers Malloy is a romantic. So true. He is a guy who likes to cuddle. Yes. He likes uh, to give foot rubs. Uh, For the purposes of this conversation, sure. Loves to give foot rubs. Asks total strangers to give foot rubs. Uh, uh, Yeah. And most importantly, he likes teddy bears. Which means Fingers Malloy is the perfect man to discuss Valentine's Day and how to celebrate it. For some of us, Tony... Every day is Valentine's Day. It's eat, drink, smoke every time. I'm Tony. I've heard that joke a hundred times. Every time it gets me. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy, and Fingers brought the list of the eleven most romantic restaurant chains for Valentine's Day. Now I ask you, Fingers Malloy. This comes from EatThis.com. If you're going to a chain restaurant for Valentine's Day, isn't the relationship already over? Wow. No. I guess all those sponsorship opportunities have just been thrown out the window. No, no, no. They could convince me. They could totally (laughs) convince me. Here is the list of the most romantic spots for Valentine's Day. Number one, Buca de Beppo. Sure. Which is, oddly enough, Finger's given name. Um, By the way, Buca de Beppo does good work. Mm -hmm. Buca de Beppo does fine food. Okay, here's... Listen. Right. You are... Mr. Go Sophistication. Ahead, say, it. say it. You are the type of guy when say like you, you say, I want an Italian restaurant in my life today. You ask people around you, you say, people, where can I find the finest Italian restaurant in town? For Italian food for me, I do kind of lean towards a chain just because I'm I- looking at a picture of a heart-shaped lasagna. Right there, that's love. You could do a whole Hallmark movie specifically on the heart-shaped lasagna. Heart-shaped lasagna. 
Yeah. No, not a uh, fan. Brio Italian Grill is number two I, I, on the list. I've never. It's not. They're, they're not ranked. It's just a list of eleven. I don't know Brio. I don't know them. Uh, I, there are sixty locations across the country. Capital Grill, agreed. Capital Grill works anytime, anywhere it is, without question. The one in Indianapolis, I think it's the only one in the country that does breakfast because it's attached to a re- to a hotel called the Conrad. Very, very nice hotel in downtown Indianapolis. Yeah, they got and cable they, there. They, they, have, they have cable? Yes. Yes, yes. And uh, and they've got the beds that vibrate. Ooh. Yeah. But they don't take quarters, only silver dollars. Uh, Capital Grill is a place to go for Valentine's Day. 100%. Oh. Fact. I had no idea that Capital Grill was actually a chain. I mean, how many Capital Grills are there? You didn't know that? I, I don't have the answer to that question. I don't have it in front of me. But, oh, yeah, Capital Grill. They're, they're in a bunch of cities. Capital oh. Grill does wonderful work. I wonder what they do specifically for Valentine's Day. I, listen, I, to me, I could go to Capital Grill every day. According to this, they have impressive seafood towers. Listen, a tower makes every meal better. Chart House is on the list, which is a seafood place. Uh, they, they, they do fine work. Do you find that seafood is a romantic food? You mean like shrimp or lobster? Yeah. Well, by by definition, lobster's expensive. It's fancy. It is considered uh, the, the, the high end for sure. So that's what it is, right? It's the fact that everyone knows that lobster, it's, it's, it's pricey. Isn't that exactly the story of the diamond? Yeah. The, there are far rarer gemstones out there. And it's interesting that this started with millennials and it's continued. Uh, for wedding rings, diamonds are not as much in favor with younger generations as uh, rubies, emeralds, things like that, because they consider it more unique and, and more special. But the whole diamond market, the way they hold back diamonds and try and, and organize the diamond price, the marketing that's done on diamonds, that's it's not about the rarity. Right? It's about what the value we put uh, to it. That's fair. So I think lobster's the same the yeah. same way. Um it's, it's my problem with lobster is I have no interest in doing that much work. Yeah, I don't want to crack anything. I'm I'm not interested in finding the knuckle. Um, I, I just just lay it all out for me. Yeah, that's the way I feel about crab. Oh, I can't crab legs. It's just like you just see people working for hours to get like three ounces of meat. I I I, I want crab cakes. Mm-hmm. Let somebody else do the work, and I will take it in cake form. <laughs> Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. Del Frisco's is solid. Del Frisco's is a solid, solid steakhouse. But it's one of those places that the only time I, I think of it is when you're you're on some kind of uh, vacation or corporate retreat and the boss takes everybody to Del Frisco's. Uh-huh. And the bill's $7,200 and everyone had a big steak and you get the tomahawk, it's got the giant bone and you're like, oh, look at that. Arr, I'm a pirate or, or I'm a giant. I don't know what you are. You're a giant pirate. And... And and that's and that's it. You know how sometimes we do a list and it'll be the top ten fast food burgers and I'm all in. I, I think I've been to maybe two of these places in my entire life. Is that right? Yeah, I'm looking at some of these. I'm like, I've never ventured into Del Frisco before. Oh, I will take you to Del Frisco's. Okay. I will take you out for a fine seafood dinner as well. Um, Eddie, Eddie V's is on there, which is a seafood place, and Il Il Fornio. I don't, I, don't, I don't even think I'm pronouncing it right. They've got 20 locations, California and Las Vegas. Morton's the Steakhouse. Yes. Absolutely perfect for Valentine's Day. 
Um, there, there are less of them than there used to be, uh, but they, they, they do work. Ocean Prime, again, seafood. So this list is legit. Like, I thought it was going to be like fast food places. I thought it was going to be like Taco Bell and things like that. Uh, STK, it's a steakhouse. Uh, there are about 20 locations across the country. Bring your wallet. Bring bring somebody else's wallet. I was going to say, well, I feel like most of these bring your wallet. I mean, you just mentioned Del Frisco. Uh, you know, Morton's isn't cheap. No, not at all. Those are all bring your wallet places. Yes. And that's so, so, but I think that's why people see them as Valentine's places because they are special. Yeah. You don't go there every day. But see, the way I look at it, going back to the beginning of this conversation, when every day is Valentine's Day, Tony, you don't have to make that one day special and and make uh, a huge investment in that day you can just go to chili's every week so so you and mrs malloy what will valentine's day consist of uh happy valentine's day oh is that it yeah that's it pass the butter exactly don't you feel like in a lot of ways when you've been with someone for a long time that days you know how we talk about new year's eve is amateur hour don't you feel for, for couples that have been uh, with each other for a long period of time, Valentine's Day is kind of like So you're saying the magic hour. has died. Is that... You're, you're I, trying to make no, yourself I feel just, better? I just said every day is like Valentine's Day. Uh, we are not big uh, holiday celebrators in, in, in my house, but Valentine's Day is actually the anniversary of our first date. Oh, nice. Our first... Uh, we, I mean, it, it was not planned. It just it happened to be... Uh, Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. so that 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 is well, well. To me, does that make it weird that your first date is on Valentine's Day? Not not now, of course. Not but at the then. time, is it like yeah. this is kind of weird? We're going right. out on Valentine's Day, right? So uh, we I, maybe we were both like it's better than being alone. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but but it was a good date. I, I will admit, on a, on a scale of one to good dates, it was a good date. But doesn't White Castle do something special on Valentine's Day? Oh, with Day? the white tablecloths and everything else. Oh yeah. yeah. And people do it. You know, I, I, I don't mind the kitsch. And I don't think you have to spend a million dollars to say, hey, I love you. But this list, which we'll put up at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com, I, I get this. Like, if you want a, a place that, like, that, that says something, that has a little bit of, well, that was an experience, and you're, you're going to do it on Valentine's Day, this is it. Just make sure you're in the kind of relationship that's going to last the day after. Because the amount of breakups that take place on February 15th, because people are waiting to see the, yeah. the, the get the gifts on the 14th. Man, some people are terrible. Don't you feel like a huge sucker if you did invest big in Valentine's Day and then the person that you're with said, yeah, that really wasn't enough. Uh, it's February 15th. I, I have to go now. Um, sometimes you have to pay to get out of a bad deal. <laughs> see, that that's silver lining talk right there. Sometimes, sometimes you got to... You got to pay to make it better. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Try something new, people. It's a new year. Although it's already February, which is super, super weird. The time is ticking, Fingers Malloy. It is, and it goes tick, tick at the beginning of the year, and then it goes tick, 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 tick. Faster and faster. I can't believe... I just got done with that sentence. It's March. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. God! It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. I have known Fingers Malloy for well over a decade. 
the jokes are always that, and they always make me laugh. I, I have no defense. It's ridiculous. We're smoking the Angel Cuesta cigar from J.C. Newman. We'll hear more from Drew Newman, the fourth generation of cigar makers at J.C. Newman. But we are drinking the Clyde Mays Special Reserve six-year straight bourbon whiskey coming in, fingers Malloy at 110 proof. Clyde Mays, C-L-Y-D-E-M-A-Y-S, Clyde Mays. Dot com Double Gold 2021 San Francisco World Spirits Competition. 93 points, 2021 Ultimate Spirits Challenge. They make a series of, of bourbons and whiskeys. They even have an Alabama whiskey, which might be worth checking out. This, Fingers Malloy, we have just poured, and that is a very, very classic coloring right there. That is, uh, I'm going to go with copper fingers that's fair. i'm gonna go with copper because it is it's 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 darker it looks uh rich and we've got this in the glen cairn glass uh that is that kind of funny shaped glass at the foot and then it bows out comes back in you can really get your nose in it you can really move it around you try and get a full understanding and when you're when you're checking the nose of a bourbon because we do get asked this question we're not talking about taking a whiff we're talking about getting your nose really in there and the reason a glen cairn glass works better than a rocks glass is because it concentrates the the the, the nose it concentrates the the aroma also doing the taking the nose neat versus rocks or a big cube rocks a cube water that changes the proof it lowers the proof by definition water is the only thing you can add to a bourbon to lower uh, the, the the proof in the barrel for example and so water will change its complexion that's not a bad thing it's just that when you're first checking a bourbon, a whiskey, and, and anything, you take it neat. Get a feel for what it is. You've checked that nose, Fingers Malloy. What do you got? Not a lot. You have to get your nose way, way, way oh, in there. Oh, you are right. And you have to get way in there, and you do get some brown sugar, and that's about it. But, I mean, I'm telling you, <laughs> my nose is way in this glass. It's not like one of those where you have the glass a foot away. You're like, oh, I'm getting something on the nose right away. You have to really get in there. You, you do. Uh, I think the brown sugar is dead on. I, I think that that's accurate. There's a touch of ethanol. There is a touch of alcohol on there. Now, 110 proof, it's not necessarily a surprise. But you have but to search for it. Yes. I mean, you have to search for it. You have to get your nose way in there. I'm, I'm really surprised. This may be... The least amount of any kind of notes I'm getting on the nose of anything we've ever tried. Yeah, that is super weird. There's 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 very little there. There's very little. It's an indistinguishable nose. The brown sugar, I think, is the best so far. But Fingers Malloy, that's only part one. Now we have to drink it. Okay. Fingers Malloy, you ready for this? I've been ready for this ever since the NFC Championship game. Oh, sorry, Detroit. You got screwed, but I'm a Dan Campbell fan, and I remain so right now. Fingers Malloy is doing what's known as the Kentucky Chew. Move it around the palate. Really get an idea of what it is uh, that you're tasting here. The first sip, sometimes you want to take two sips. The first one to set the taste buds. The second one to really get the flavor. But you, Fingers, I think your eyes are watering. Holy cow. You talk about a total flip-flop from there's nothing on the nose to, man, does this ever hit you on the palate? That brown sugar is there. There's a spice uh, that's there as well. A little bit of oak, but not a whole heck of a lot. 
but it's intense uh, on on the palate. That that spice, the brown sugar, a little bit of oak. It, 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 it is really surprising going from that nose to what you're tasting. I'm going in, fingers rolling. Okay, you should do that. There I go. This is the Clyde Maze. And by the way, this bottle, that label is gorgeous. Yes. It's absolutely beautiful. The Clyde Maze Special Reserve six-year straight bourbon whiskey coming in at 110 proof. It looks like something, the, the label looks like something from San Francisco from the, the 1800s. Right. It's very apothecary is exactly the way to describe it. Good job, Fingers. That's what I'm here for. Calling it apothecary. Yes, apothecary. That, that's Fingers below. I kind of word right there. I'm going in, Fingers. Here He's I go. going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing what we like to call the Saginaw Swish. And he's having about the same reaction as I had when I took a sip. <laughs> I didn't do I didn't do that though. Wow. Isn't that surprising? Oh, hit He's ah. still going in. <laughs> uh it hit the lips right away. The tongue is dancing. Dancing. That's crazy. Um Alright, so first Oh wow, now I'm in the finish. There is there is a cinnamon. There's a cinnamon almost clovey thing going on. Um, if I said to you, there's a bit of char going on there, there's like a thickness happening. Wow. The char at the end. I my, can see that. My problem is, there is such a blast, <laughs> but there's, I, I don't know where the flavor is. That's super weird. You know what this reminds me of? If you were going to Talk to, to cigars. It's like a pepper bomb in a cigar, right? That's an that's a good way to put it. It's this is amazing. When as it's sitting and in that finish, a little bit of chocolate. There's definitely that 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 cinnamon that that char thing. Um, it's uh, man, it hits with such. Now it doesn't hit like knock you over. It's just compared to the nose, it hits with such punch. Uh, no real heat center chest though. I, I was so concentrated on the tongue, I didn't even feel anything yeah. else. And that punch is not an alcohol punch. It, it's it's not something that's oh, right. oh, my, oh my goodness, this is overpowering in alcohol. This it's that spice. You, you said cinnamon, I, and I, and I, I think you bring up a, a good point. It's that it's a cinnamon. It's a spice. There's that the brown sugar is. It's kind. It's there, but it's kind of muted, like on the nose. But it's there. But holy cow, it is so radically different than what I expected from the nose. And what's interesting is it's it's not big for, because of the proof. No, I don't feel that in in the slightest. I don't feel any burn at all. Just this this punch of cinnamon. This 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 dance on 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 on, on the tongue, and then that finishes this this char cinnamon and chocolate. That's not that's not a bad flavor, fingers. No, and here's the thing too. I took my sip four minutes ago. It's still on the still tip there. of my tongue. It's still there. Now, question, fingers, Malloy, is this in your liquor cabinet at sixty dollars a bottle? I'd have to think about it. I'll tell you what. It's I definitely. If I saw it at a lounge, I would get it. Um, I'm leaning yes, just because of how things have changed price wise and how everything has gone up in price. Because this is so different, right? It's it's an experience that I think is is worthy of that price. See, I don't think it's in my liquor cabinet because that's not my flavor profile. But I totally get how somebody could dig that, right? I know that someone's gonna be like, "That's fun." 
That's fun. I want to try that. The Clyde Mays Special Reserve six-year. So I continued the conversation with Drew Newman of J.C. Newman Cigars. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy. Spoke to Drew Newman about the coming trends in cigars. Let's talk a little bit about business. One of the things that we focus on at Eat, Drink, Smoke is, is the concept of of trends, what's happening, what's been selling. Of course, uh, COVID uh, meant a tremendous amount of cigars being sold. You have explained uh, to us before that there are these cycles, uh, quarter century kind of cycles right. that take place where we see an incredible boom in, 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 in cigars. But we have economic realities that we also discuss, you know, things just being discussed in the cigar lounge. We discuss here on Eat, Drink, Smoke, and there are economic concerns all over the place, and there have been uh, 2023 business owners talk to me about this for 2024. What are you seeing as uh, the possible trends for this year? Uh, is it are there still supply issues? Is it a pricing uh, concern? Does it mean uh, not uh, maybe unveiling as many either brands or vitolas uh, of certain cigars? How how do you view it? So I think you're right, Tony. In our 128 years in business, we've seen almost like clockwork. A, a, a boom period every 25 years, and the most recent one occurring during the pandemic when people had more time on their hands and, and, and they, 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 many people chose to, to drink more drinks and, and smoke more cigars. And, and so consumption increased, demand for cigars increased. And because our industry is one where we handcraft a product made with aged tobacco leaves, you, you just can't make more cigars quickly. And so for a, a couple of years there, demand far exceeded supply. What we saw last year, though, is supply catching up to demand. And I think where the industry is right now is at a plateau. The, the interest in cigars that, that really picked up during the pandemic has remained. There are a lot of people, who, a lot of adults who are now enjoying cigars more frequently but there's now the market is caught up. So, so, so when you walk into a typical retailer's humidor, it should be fully stocked. There are cigars right now. What worries me most right now is some of the instability that we're, we're, we're seeing in particularly in tobacco growing markets. You know, I'm thinking right now of, of Ecuador, which is a major producer, uh, particularly of wrapper tobacco. Of, of Ecuador Havana tobaccos, Ecuador Connecticut tobaccos, and the instability there, the the the, the very bad crop, uh, shade crop that was that they had there last year is going to have an effect on us and and all the other large cigar companies too. And so we're always worried about that, and um, it's something just to uh, that we'll have to continue monitoring and. And, and working on going forward. Before I let you go, Drew Newman of J.C. Newman Cigars, jcnewman.com. In, in, in growing a business and growing a brand, you're, you're still always working on it. There's a reason Coke still advertises. Uh, you, you see people get into the, the lounge side of things. Rocky Patel did it with, with Burn. Davidoff attaches itself uh, in places. Uh, for me, uh, it's Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana, where we record the, the show. Is, is J.C. Newman ever getting into the lounge business? Well, we were the first, Tony. I, in the starting in 2006, I believe we started opening up Diamond Crown cigar lounges 
around the country. And we have, I think, 37 right now. And so these are partnerships with free premier retailers throughout the United States uh, where, where, where we work with them and, and, and name their lounge and, uh, and outfit it and, and make it a comfortable space. What we saw beginning in the late 90s and early 2000s was just an increase in smoking bans. That was the era where smoking was banned indoors from restaurants and then bars. It became hard um, to, to find a place to light up and enjoy a cigar. And so beginning then, almost 20 years ago, we started to partner with uh, some of our key retailers to uh, uh, help make sure that there were places where people could go and relax and enjoy a cigar. And so we're, we're, we're very proud to, to, to be a, a pioneer in the branded lounge um, part of our business because it's, it's a way for us to, to help ensure that there's a place for people to enjoy cigars no matter who makes them. Drew Newman, I appreciate you taking the time. I, I know you're busy. like to catch up with you a little more often. Hopefully, we'll see you in Vegas for the PCA show. JCNewman.com. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much, Tony. Drew Newman, JC Newman Cigars. Appreciate him. Uh, fingers, we do look at, at trends. We do look at, at what's happening. And certainly with, with, with Drew and JC Newman, JCNewman.com, we're talking about size and how things are, you know, they, they make things to, to Toro, Toro Robusto, still being the, 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 the popular sizes. But there are groups out there, you know, you, you take a look at some of the things that come out of CLE and, and the Asylum, those 60, 70 ring gauges, and people totally dig that stuff. Yeah, who makes the Texas Lancero? Uh, that's, uh, isn't that Alec Bradley? Okay. I'll double check. I think it's Alec Bradley. But I just, you know, you see some of these big ring gauges, and I understand it, if, especially if you're, look, if you're Shaq. <laughs> you <know? laughs> I completely understand uh, why you would like uh, a cigar that big, but you and I have both stated that that's just not what we look for in a cigar. By the way, the Texas Lancero, which is uh, Drew, uh, a, a, not, not Drew Estate, it's Alec Bradley. It's a 7 by 70 <laughs> it's 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 giant. It's a billy club. Yeah, it's crazy. You have to use two hands to smoke it. But you know, we we've seen, for example, Mexican San Andreas uh, wrappers and just that tobacco really come in in into style. Uh, and over over the last few years, using that as an, an example of something that's grown in, in in popularity. I, you always talk about price, and and, you're, and you do focus on it. I am wondering if this year is now going to be within cigars. The question, the price point conversation is going to be the trend. And does that therefore change how blenders work, how, how, how the, the, those uh, creators work in terms of, all right, maybe we're going to use a little bit less expensive tobacco. Maybe we're going to just change a Vitolas, those shapes, so we're not using as much tobacco. Or are they going to say, well... This is where the, the audience is at, but they won't pay this, so that's just our reality. I am fascinated by whether or not that's going to be the trend for 2024. Yeah, I think that price point really matters now because you have so many people who uh, their their behavior changed when it came to cigars because of COVID. They're smoking more cigars at home. Right. Well, now they're seeing that, just like everything else, prices have gone up on cigars. So they, now they have to make a decision. Uh, am I going to smoke as many? And, and hit that higher price point and spend more money? 
am I going to cut back and still have that same quality cigar? Or am I looking for value and still being able to smoke as many sticks as I did two years ago? I, I, there's no doubt I would be quality. I would smoke less to smoke better. But better it does not necessarily mean the, the, the dollars. Better just means, you know, what, what my palate is, is, is interested in, what, what I see as, as a value. I'm just... It, it was interesting that when we were talking about trends and he just was started with, with sizes... Is that what moves people the most? I have it wrong. It isn't. It isn't blend. It isn't um, uh, uh, types of tobacco. It, it isn't. It's. It's. It's the size. I'm fascinated to see if that's really where it's all at. The secret to the relationship that Fingers Malloy and I have is that he has never borrowed money from me, and I have never borrowed money from him. That sometimes I'll buy the cigar, sometimes he'll buy the cigar. Sometimes I'll buy lunch, sometimes he'll buy lunch. It is about ensuring that never once does the other person feel like they are taken advantage of. Never once, never ever. This is a good way to engage a relationship with a friend. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. Find it all at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. And to ensure we can keep buying each other's cigars... Don't forget to buy our books, Let's Go Barbecue and Let's Go Bourbon, available at Amazon.com. I'm so glad you brought that up, Tony, because, you know, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. And some people, they haven't gotten their gifts yet. No, they have not. And I can't think of a better gift and an easier gift to purchase for your significant other than Let's Go Barbecue or Let's Go Bourbon, because where can you find it, Tony? Amazon.com, fingers. Oh, my God. Goodness, how easy is it just get on that site, order the book, it's delivered to your door uh, uh, soon. It's like we've been practicing. But there's a, a, a uh, story in the New York Post that 40% of people have ended a relationship over a poor financial decision. Now, I'm not so sure if this is people who are married or people who are just friends. It was a survey that was done. 2,000 Americans, Fingers Malloy. Yes. That is more than 1,999 Americans, but not quite as many as 2,001. So overall, nearly three-quarters of the respondents feel sure about their decision-making ability. 74% describe themselves as decisive. Just one in six admit to being indecisive. And the rest said, this is just too hard. I'm not even answering the question. (laughs) So they think that they've got good judgment. They think they have strong intuition. But the, the question is... I think these are romantic relationships, by the way. You think that these are romantic? Yes. So 40%... So first of all, just for clarity, Fingers Malloy and I do not have a romantic relationship. It's, no. it's love. Yes. But it, 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 there, there, there are no foot rubs. No. There certainly are not. Wow. I don't even like touching my own feet. Feet creep me out. People who dig feet freak me out. What, what's wrong with feet? What's wrong with them? Everything. You really? I mean, so, so like, if, if Mrs. Malloy is, is, is on the couch and you're on the couch and her feet touch your feet, that, that's not allowed? That's not allowed. That's not allowed? No, we all have our things, Tony. Creeps me out. There's, there's no footsie? No, no. None of that. No. Is, is there handsy? No, no. But 40%. Apparently, people ended relationships because of a finan- poor financial decision. I want to know what that means. So are, are we discussing the idea um, that is it I wanted to buy 
this house and they didn't? Is it I wanted to invest in this thing and 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 they didn't? Or maybe I went and bought a new car and didn't consult that person. I made a big purchase without making. You're uh, looking at me in the Ford Bronco, aren't you? No, I'm not. That happens. I, 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 I've told this story before. I ended up buying a 1996 Ford Bronco. And she's a beaut. From, from an auction site. Uh, from, you know, the, the Mecham auction comes to town. And, and I was doing it online. And I don't know. It was, it was I started at like five grand. I'm like, that's cool. And it, it, it's red. It looks cool. Click. I'll buy it. And I, I, I got in it like, I don't know what it was. And then went up to... to to like twelve uh, five, I'm like, all right, all right, I'll I'll do that. And as I hit click, it jumps to fifteen. I'm like, oh no, fifteen thousand dollars. Like no, no, no. And then it goes to seventeen. I'm like, all right, I'm in the clear. And then all of a sudden, it says winner. I'm sitting on the back deck. I screamed so loud that my wife opens the window from upstairs and goes, "Are you okay?" And I said. It's funny you should say that. May I ask you a question before you continue? Go ahead. At that point, did you actually feel like a winner? No. No, no, I did, I did, I did, I did not. And it's funny because the auction calls you, did you really mean to buy that? <laughs> and you know at that moment, if you say no, they'll never let you buy another thing again. Mm-hmm. You will never get a chance to bid again if you say no. There's just, there's no way. And, and, and full disclosure, they advertise on my station. They've been very, very lovely. I've done some, some, some advertising stuff for them. Am I going to be the guy who says no? So I have to think about it. In, in that second, I'm like, I guess I'm buying a, a Ford Bronco. <laughs> and so my wife's like, are you okay? I said, well, it's funny. You should ask because I just, I just bought a 1996 Ford Bronco. And my wife, to her credit, pauses, looks at me. She through the screen, through the window. She looks at me and goes, Will you just stop? <laughs> That's all she says. <laughs> Will you just stop? And then we get it, and it it, it it runs and everything else, but it needs a little work here, needs a little work there. But don't we all? Oh, new struts and new shocks and new motor mounts and, and, and everything else. Thing runs like a top. In the, in the super freezing cold we had in the Midwest, mm-hmm. those negative temperatures, I went out every week. To start it, right up. Sure. Started right. Uh, I'm driving it today. It's 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 really cool. I'm like three trim pieces away on the interior, and then getting the swing arm put on for the for the spare. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm done. It'll be like it's 1996 again. Right. And who doesn't want it to be 1996 again? Anyone uh, who lost their. Uh, I was going to make a Sugar Ray joke, and I lost it. You were going to make the, the band Sugar Ray? Yes. Only you. That seems right around 1996. Did you know that coming to Indianapolis, there's a, a tour? It's REO Speedwagon and Train. Oh, good Lord. That's the tour. <laughs> that sounds terrible. What if I send you to report back on, on what, what you experienced? Uh, sure, I'll do that. You would go? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but God bless all of you out there who love train. So I, so I have done this thing, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think that I, I would assume it's 
it, 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 it would be something that was really massively consequential and would create financial hardship. And, and how do you not discuss that? Now, sometimes decisions get made and sometimes there are disagreements. But I, it, I don't know if it's the one big thing or if it's a bunch of little things. This goes into uh, something that I remember someone giving me uh, very, very good advice many, many years ago. Many moons ago? Yes. He said couples fight, 90% of couples fight over two things, uh, money and sex. Is that right? Yeah. So apparently 40% of these couples... What the fighting leads to sex? The makeup sex? What, whatever. Eh. What if it's not even makeup? I it's just what creates the mood. The, 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 the tension of the fight creates the mood? I, look, I didn't say it was right. I'm only asking what's possible. I, I guess it's 2024, February. Anything is possible. But uh, yeah, that, so 40% of... Uh, People ended a relationship over poor financial decision. I can, I could totally see that. See, and that says relationship. I don't know if I could see in my head. That's not marriage. Mm. Relationship. That's why I, I took it as, 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 as friendships and things uh, like, like that. Above yeah. their, like in one, it says while most Americans believe they're decisive, many seek advice from someone at work or the news. Uh, Above their partner's advice. That's so, crazy town. So, so to me, it's it's partner, spouse, Expertise whatever. Expertise is one thing. Your coworker doesn't know anything. Have you met your coworker? <laughs> Listen, I I really value your advice, Tony. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We are we are coworkers. That's there you go, aren't we? Yes. The Angel Questa from J. C. Newman. As we work our way towards the final third of this seven and a quarter by fifty-seven. Uh, cigar. Uh, it has mellowed uh, that wood for me, spice uh, for Fingers Malloy, and the Clyde Maze. Six year, 110 proof on the rock. The Special Reserve bourbon, all day. All day on the rock. But at $60 a bottle, I'm still, I'm, I'm still not there. Fingers Malloy, he's in. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at GoEatDrinkSmoke, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash EatDrinkSmoke, and Instagram, at EatDrinkSmokePodcast.